Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest episode of Game Arrivals. I am your host, Maximilian X, coming to you from the interwebs, as always. How are you doing, my fellow rivals? Hope you're doing well. Hope you are having a fantastic Zelda week. Yo, it is almost time. If you're listening to this as this episode drops, it is only a few days till Tears of the Kingdom. And if you're listening to this on the day of Tears of the Kingdom, whoop, whoop, let's go. Let's build some mechs, baby. <laughs> Can you tell that I'm excited? I am so excited. It has been six years since Breath of the Wild graced our brand new Nintendo Switches and showed us a world of possibilities when it comes to open world gaming, or as Nintendo likes to call it, open air gaming. And let me tell you, there are so many cool things that we can look forward to in Tears of the Kingdom. If you have not seen any of the preview stuff, the last, the, the final trailer, the launch trailer for Tears of the Kingdom, I applaud you. That takes a lot of effort and a lot of courage to, like, avoid that stuff. <laughs> I have not checked the previews because I want everything else to be a surprise. Um, unfortunately, one of the things did get kind of spoiled. Well, not so much spoiled as it was confirmed by something that was in the final trailer that I was like, oh, is it that? And I was like, oh, it is exactly that. So... Um, I don't want this to turn into a Zelda cast because otherwise I think most people would like turn off. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I do want to get into some news. Um, and uh, before I actually even go into the news, I will, of course, will be live streaming this. If you're listening to this on the day of release of the podcast, I will be streaming this on Friday. Uh, I'll probably start from 1 p.m. Uh, Central Eastern Summertime. That's Europe time. Uh, if you're on the east coast of the U.S., that will probably be like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. for you. And if you're on the west coast uh, of the U.S., that'll be a, a beefy 4 a.m., 5 a.m.-ish, 4 a.m., 4 a.m. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. What is time? Um, this is why I always use the term happy time zone to people. So that they all know that, okay, yeah, I mean, it, it, like, we are all people scattered across the globe, you know, and doing our gamer things and, of course, our normal things as well. So I hope that while you're waiting in line for Breath of the Wild or while you're waiting for your copy to arrive or, heck, if you have pre-ordered it in the eShop, waiting for that, e that pre-order to switch from locked to unlocked i'm so glad that you're listening to me let's get into some news before we just gush about tears of the kingdom coming out so there is some news to talk about this is not going to be that long of an episode because there's not that much significant news that's coming out it's a little bit on the quiet side as we are ramping up to summer of games not e3 anymore we're ramping up to summer of games uh rest in peace e3 Hopefully, we'll see you again next year. But if not, then it's been a good run. It's been a good run. Uh, 
long live E3 and uh, welcome to our summer of game overlords. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a couple of things that I wanted to touch upon, which I am I'm have to double double check really quick here. Um, but yeah, so a uh, few things that happened like in the past couple of weeks. So you know we've been talking about. Um, you know, the, the Activision Blizzard uh, buyout of by Microsoft for $69 billion that's supposed to be on its way and is being reviewed by regulators all over the world. A lot of regulators have already given it the go-ahead except for one, and we have finally gotten their answer. This is, of course, of course I'm talking about the, uh, the CMA in the UK. They have said... Well, I mean, if if we if we're gonna if we're gonna go a little bit meta, they have spoken, <laughs> and uh, it ain't good. <laughs> it ain't good at all. They have, uh, yeah, they have, uh, they have, des- they have denied Microsoft uh, their blessing, uh, disputing uh, that you know everything is fine, everything that they set up is okay, except for that. Uh, Microsoft would then have a monopoly on cloud gaming. Now, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know I've been touting my 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 uh, my my uh, what's the word I'm looking for? My pleasure, or well, my satisfaction. Oh gosh, that sounds really weird. <laughs> Don't clip this. Oh gosh, wait, that's Twitch talk. Um, <laughs> um, my. Uh, I don't want to say favoritism because that's that's not it either. But my, um, yeah, basically I've been enjoying uh, using uh, GeForce Now for the past two years now. Oh man, it's going by so fast. Two years now. I've been using GeForce Now as a solution for myself to uh, play games that are not available to me because I don't have a current pc don't ask me why that's my own thing the point is geforce now has been a very good rep- rep- uh, replacement for my pc for the most part right there are still games that i can't play because they're not available on geforce now um and even later after that uh xbox cloud gaming came along and also helped me play games uh through the xbox game pass ultimate membership and it's funny that they bring up cloud gaming as a thing because you know, Xbox has been making deals, of course, to like make the CMA make their decisions to, to, to give them the approval with other cloud services out there to like offer them like access to Microsoft owned IPs. Uh, and also when they buy, you know, like Activision Blizzard, they also have ac- access to like Call of Duty and stuff like that for the next 10 years basically the, the 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 deal that i've made with almost any other like gaming company and partner including nintendo um to like offer their games on their serve on those platforms and services um you know they did the same thing for steam and and so on and so forth um but yeah the cma said like no not good enough um you're definitely going to be a monopoly and I can see, I can kind of see their side. It is just their reasoning makes no sense in like the current state of like 
game streaming. For example, I just talked about GeForce Now. GeForce Now requires you to own the games in advance. And even then, unless the game is supported on GeForce Now, you can't play it on GeForce Now. Some require you to actually play on PC because it need, you require keyboard and mouse. Some you can use like on like your smartphone or your smart tablet and you know play with like digital like controls stuff like that but like those are still kind of restricted and even microsoft's own xbox cloud gaming is pretty restricted not all games on game pass are available through the cloud gaming service so i mean yeah if they add activision blizzard they're definitely going to get a huge bump out of that there's no doubt about that but that doesn't mean that they're a monopoly it might make it a bit harder for others to compete but geforce now has been doing just fine and i know that there are some others out there in the works that are out there right now smaller ones for sure for sure I mean, they're not going to come out of the gate and be big right away, right? But that doesn't mean that they're not going to stop trying. That doesn't mean they're not going to stop doing what they do. That is how competition works. And if anything, there are still a lot of people that don't have like great internet connections. We here in Europe, we tend to have pretty decent internet. Can't complain. I myself have a uh, have a have a one gigabyte up and down fiber. For example, right? You don't have that everywhere, and heck, I'm pretty sure that the people at Microsoft, like freaking Phil Spencer, is aware of this fact. Especially in the U.S., where you still have rural areas where the internet is kind of non-existent or very crappy. In this day and age, which is normal for them and that is still super weird for me um but yeah there are places even in our modern day that still doesn't have great internet despite that you think oh that country should have that like not all countries have access to that kind of stuff so if you're gonna cite that oh yeah they're gonna have a monopoly on cloud gaming maybe check out if cloud gaming is like the end-all be-all as people tend to make it out to be I'm not saying that, um, like, I'm not saying that their decision is bad or anything. I, I am not going to go into the intricate details of that. I am not that kind of person. But what I will say is this. If, like, it at least made sense when they were like, oh, yeah, they're going to be big because they're going to have all these IPs and stuff. That made a lot of sense. The whole cloud gaming thing, it almost feels like, it almost kind of feels like they're grasping at straws. And now here's the thing part where it gets interesting so microsoft has hired a new lawyer to appeal the case that uh, the appeal the cma decision this guy has appealed cases uh has appealed and has decisions overturned before when it comes to like um like tech related stuff in like europe um i don't have his name right now it's a whole thing but yeah, apparently this dude is really friggin' good. Um, so people have said, well, once the CMA has made a decision, having it appealed and overturned is nigh on impossible. Um, just because it seems impossible doesn't mean it is absolutely impossible. 
that still means that there's a chance for it being overturned. And when they have a powerhouse lawyer to take care of that, who's to say, right? Who's to say? I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. This is definitely going to take a couple of months for it to go through. Um, and yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy. Um, but we're well, uh, as always, I will keep an eye on this. Uh, and whenever new development comes out, you'll be sure to hear about it here on Game Rivals. Um, moving on, uh, a little bit okay, a little bit weirder news, or at least news that I don't think talk a lot about on the podcast. Pokemon, or to be more specifically, the Pokemon trading card game online the online version of the pokemon trading card game has been around for i want to say at least 15 years uh it's gotten a lot of updates but i'm gonna be completely straight and honest with you i never really liked the online version um it was it was always kind of well not broken it worked but it really had like the design mentality of like turn of the turn of the millennium like early to like mid 2000s like 2005 like design and they never really strayed away from that um because you know if it's not broke why fix it right so for the past i want to say a little over a year maybe two years now they have been doing a, uh, they've been rolling out a new version of this called Pokemon Trading Card Game Live, which is actually more broadly available because the old version was only available for PC, Mac, and uh, I want to say like tablets. Yeah, so just tablets, not on smartphones. It was specifically made for those platforms, so they were never released on mobile. And that makes sense because when it came out, on those platforms when it came out on tablet it makes sense because the bigger you know bigger screen blah 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 blah. and at the time smartphones didn't have really great resolutions but it's you know 2023 now and like it's like screen resolutions on smartphones has improved considerably and it's finally time for them to move on from the old one and go to the new one now like i said it's been in like uh closed beta rolling out over a few countries it's expanded more and more uh, i had the pleasure of being able to sign up for it last year i've tried it out a bit it's fine it's okay i mean it's pokemon trading card game um yeah it actually for one it actually works um so that's kind of important to, to that it's kind of important for a game to work even if it is in beta, um, they had some like stuff that they worked out. They've made some improvements. They've added stuff. And now we're on the cusp of it actually officially releasing. The full release is going on June 8th of this year. Um, pretty much at the same time, the old version is also going offline. Um, a couple of days before that on June 5th. Now, if you're uh if you want to get into it uh, you can uh get into the beta right now i think it's an open beta right now so you can sign up through the pokemon trading card game website so you can download it and uh get some some pre stuff um they're also going to have like all your currency that you had from the old game 
chip over to the new game. So basically, once you ha have logged into Pokemon Trading Card Game Live with your uh, Pokemon account, um, all that stuff will be transferred in terms of like in-game currency. Not so much your cards. You do get new cards uh, when you uh, download the new game. Um, I will say this, it looks a lot better. Uh, I've been playing it on my smartphone. Um, and yeah, like I am, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that they're doing this. Um, I hope, <clears throat> my real hope was that it would be a good tool to learn to play the game, which, well, the old version had a tutorial, a single player tutorial, which was okay. But once you go online, you get your butt beat. Um, and uh, yeah, that 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 kind that kind that kind of sucked. <laughs> like people people that have been playing the trading card game for forever will come in and will meta yo ass out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so just be aware. Um, be aware of that. Uh, there is also now a. I think the old one had that too. There, there was a, kind of a battle pass in the old version. Uh, the new version has that as well, um, but a little, but a little bit more modernized. Like the old one was literally free; like you didn't have to buy into it. The new one is like every other battle pass. It makes sense, um, and it still works the same way as the old one, where if you buy physical cards, you get the code that comes with the physical cards that you fill into the into the game. And it'll, it'll generate like a digital booster pack that is not necessarily the same as the cards that you got physically, because how would they know? Um, but it does allow you to, you know, like have uh, like collect digitally as well as physical, which has always been a really cool thing that the, that the Pokemon TCG has done um, to like boost uh, to like boost the sales of Poke Pokemon cards. Um, uh, apparently, Pokemon trading cards are very hard to get in Japan right now. I don't know if the TCG Live is part of that or if that's just a normal thing. I have no idea. I don't buy Pokemon cards um, traditionally, at least. Anyways, <laughs> I just I always try to unlock cards in the in the in the in the online game, and I will continue to do so with uh, the new Pokemon trading card game live. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about, and I don't think people would be disappointed when they hear this news, but uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns was supposed to come out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch later this year. Um, it seems that Firaxis has scrapped the Switch version. And I, I will say this, I am a little bit disappointed because I wanted to play Midnight Suns on the go. It feels appropriate since it's a turn-based strategy game it makes sense um fire access of 2k have not said why they canceled it just that it's canceled it's no longer planned um maybe sometime we'll someday we'll find out why but at least the playstation 4 and xbox one version are coming out for those still on those platforms if you're still on those platforms hey you're getting a pretty good decent game um so at least it's something to look out for but if you're a switch gamer only uh, that's another disappointing mark um yeah 
So I don't know what's going to happen with that one. Uh, Anything? Yeah. So this is going to be a really awkward transition because you know how, um, how am I going to transition into this? Time? I can't. Um, Final Fantasy 16 has been banned in Saudi Arabia. Um, people don't really know why exactly it's been banned in Saudi Arabia, but then again, if you were a betting man, you could probably bet on the, you know, the, the, the usual suspects of abundance of things as to why they would ban Final Fantasy 16. Uh, one of the reasons that people are thinking is because there is an, uh, there's an LGBTQ character in there, um, I don't know how prominent this character is or what how prominent the scenes are for this character. Um, but yeah, apparently Saudi Arabia was like, hey, you have to change this or this game gets banned. And uh, and, Square, and Square Enix uh, basically said, no, um, we're, we're, we're not going to comply because it is part of our, you know, it's the part of the game's story um and we stand by the story but i'm hype i'm 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 giving it a little bit of hyperbole but that's pretty much what that is um it's not the first time something like this has happened before um they uh previously banned the last of us part two uh due to the same reasons you know with the relationship between ellie and uh, uh dinah um dina dinah Dina. Um, so yeah, again, not the first time they that they have that they've done this. Um, that sucks for those that were looking forward to Final Fantasy 16 in Saudi Arabia, but I am sure they'll be able to figure out ways to get around it. <laughs> import, <laughs> import. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> import. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, that that blows um it always blows when a country bans a game for whatever weird ass reasons but you know what uh, i'm not gonna say that it, um, here's the thing if they want to ban it that's fine it just kind of sucks for the people like that have nothing to do with these decisions that get affected by this right that is the that is that is my main takeaway from this it's like it sucks that they did it i noticed that they're prerogative to do so it doesn't change the fact that it sucks, but um, moving on from that, do you know what really sucks? When you pretend to make art that was made by AI and say, oh, look, this was made by AI. And then being like, oh, no, the joke is that it was actually made by AI and then basically blindsiding the developers uh, and the artists working on said game with this news. Yeah, that's pretty much what the publishers for System Shock uh, Prime, Matters, uh, ha Prime Matter has done by showing an AI image uh, of, you know, of the character in System Shock. Um, this was AI generated. And uh, yeah, they posted this on their Twitter thinking that they were really friggin' smart. Um, so the quote goes, uh, from system, from the official system shock, uh, Twitter, look at you, hacker, a pathetic creature of meat and bone, your body weak, fragile, 
How can you challenge a perfect machine? Imagine, how would my immortal body look like? Designed by an immortal machine and an immortal... In, an, by an immortal machine for an immortal machine. Jeez, that's a, that's a sentence. Um, yeah, and they posted an image um, which clearly looks like it's aping the System Shock uh, art style um, generated by AI. Uh, yeah, um, needless to say, the fans did not take this well. <laughs> the backlash was almost direct. Um, and the developer uh, and the developer Night Dive Studios um, clarified later that they had no involvement with this. I honestly would not believe that they would. That would be very tone deaf because, you know, it is. Um, and yeah, they were also not that happy about it um, because, yeah, um, they had to pretty much clarify that they weren't involved in it. Uh, quoting the Night Drive director of business and development, Larry Kupperman, uh, quote, uh, the Twitter account is not controlled by Night Dive. The original and subsequent posts were made by Prime Matter, end quote. I want to know who at Prime Matters, like PR, thought this was a good idea. I mean, it would be funny if you said it was made by AI, but it was actually made by a human being, because at least then you, you're being meta. This is not being meta. This is just being undermining and, like, quite frankly, very scummy. Not just towards the, the, the developers and the artists who work their asses off for this, but also the artists that this art freaking probably aped from using AI and the fans that had to wake up to this crap on Twitter. Good job, Primator. That's a way to promote your flipping game about the freaking AIs taking over the world and you being a hacker in that. I literally, I legit do not understand why they thought this was a good idea. I do not. It, it makes no sense to me. Um, it is super weird. It is super weird. I really hope no. You know what? Even if I hope that it doesn't happen anymore, I bet you dollars to donuts it's going to happen more. More than we are probably willing to, gosh darn admit. So, yeah, I just... Look, if you want to be that way, be that way. But, like, keep it out of our freaking video games and stuff. And, like, just let the artists, you know, the actual creators do their job and let them do their job as they gosh darn well please. And, like, get them compensated for that stuff. For real. Um, all right. So I'm going to end this episode, but not before I talk about a couple of other things. That were recently, very recently reported on. Um, so there seems to be rumors going around that there is going to be a PlayStation 5 so showcase coming soon. As soon as the week of May 25th, um, which is about two weeks away from now. Uh, this was reported by Jeff Grubb from uh, Giant Bomb. Um, and, well, Jeff Grubb has been pretty on the ball with a lot of rumors. And uh, I, 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 I'm not going to say that this is like, it's not like he's been 100% accurate. No human can be, but this seems 
to at least fall in line of what with PlayStation would do around this time. Um, I don't think we had a, sh- I think we had a showcase around this time. Well, not this time, but la- around May ish last year. Maybe not. Maybe we didn't. I think we had one before uh, the E3 digital event last year. Um, so it would make sense if they do something before Summer Game Fest because, you know, PlayStation likes to like bang their own drums when, essentially whenever they can. Um, and uh, yeah, no idea if they're actually still working with uh, Summer Game Fest. But um, I guess we'll see when that time comes. There are a bunch of rumors floating around uh, surrounding this fact uh, of things that might be announced during this showcase. Um, A big rumor about it is that there is a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake coming uh, exclusively to PlayStation 5 that'll be announced at this uh, showcase. I don't know. There have been rumors going around for a really long time that there is a a, a Metal Gear Solid remake in the works. No idea which game. Um, People were were rumoring that it was going to be the first game. I mean, at the same time, there have also been rumors for years that uh, Sony would love to buy, you know, like the Metro, the Metroid, the um, Metal Gear Solid franchise at the very least from Konami, if not buy out Konami outright. But considering that Konami is actually putting an effort in making games again they might do it to prop themselves up for a sale but they also might do it because they want to get back into the gaming biz proper um after the colossal failure that was uh metal gear survive and uh well the e football thing that was supposed to take over pro evolution soccer and was also a big fat dud so looking forward to that hopefully it is true and we get to see some cool announcements coming from uh, playstation um summer game fest is also just around the corner in june so we get to look forward to stuff that gets announced there um but you know we we won't know until then um keep your eye uh, keep your eye and eyes and ears peeled for that announcement and finally that i want to talk about real quickly is there's going to be an open beta for street fighter 6 coming later this month specifically from may this i want to say may the 16th uh yeah from may the sorry may 19th till may the 21st so not this coming weekend but the weekend after that so if you have the demo and if you've been practicing practice some more because i'm coming for you (laughs) <laughs> I will definitely be practicing too in between play sessions of Tears of the Kingdom. But uh, that is going to be it for me. Thank you so much for listening to Game Rivals. Uh, you can always find us on any podcasting service. You can find us on our home, Spotify. You can find us, of course, also on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast. Pocket Cast, you name it, probably you can find us there. Um, you can send your feedback at, G- at GameRivalsFeedback uh, at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Maximilian. You can find GameRivals Twitter at Game underscore Rivals underscore. You can find me on Instagram at Maximilian. 
underscore X. You can find me also on TikTok, but I haven't posted anything there in forever. Um, you can also find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Game Rivals. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash at Maximilian underscore X. And that is going to be it for me. Thank you so much again for listening. I have been and I always will be Maximilian X. I'll see all you rivals next time. Later. Later.